This was shot before uh, Creed. Are you guys tag teaming right now? Yeah, we are. Yeah, kind we're of, from yeah, the same. Yeah, we're from brunch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, brunch. This episode is sponsored by the Handlebar Indoor Cycling Studios. Boston folks chase the beat in Southie, Fenway, and Harvard Square. That part was from them. This is from me. The Handlebar is the best spin studio in Boston. The instructors are awesome. All the people are awesome. The music is always dope. So check out the Handlebar in Southie, Fenway, or Harvard Square. This is a big episode. This is a seminal episode. This is a life-changing episode in what has been a life-changing week. It has been a... Very up and down week. Uh, so if you listen to the last episode, you know that this week was our time to shine. It was yes. the chance that we'd been talking about forever. We're, that had not we, been given to us when we started talking about it. We t- For a right. long time, we talked it was about a when dream. we have Miles Teller on. Yeah. So we got the chance to interview Miles Teller. Uh, you will hear that later in this episode. Um, so we had... This was supposed to be our week. This was supposed to be... Big celebration. Right. And, Popping bottles. <laughs> right. And uh, then the election happened. The election happened. Uh, and... And our boners died. <laughs> right. It was, we, uh, had, we, had, we had great gigantic you-know-whats for, for this week. And yep. then it all just kind of fell apart. So... Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to talk too much about the election. Yeah, we're not gonna. We don't. Need for anybody to, who's listened, we are. I'm not a. I'm not a Hillary supporter, but I'm a very anti-Trump person. Exactly. And if you are, then everyone like one of my friends is a big Trump guy, and every time I tweet something uh, against Trump, he's like, "We get it. You love Hillary," and it's like, it's like no, "No, dude." <laughs> like I. I do. I do like Hillary. Um, I, I don't really. I don't. I don't really like Hillary very much. Uh, I like her. I miss her. I miss oh, when Tim Kaine came out at the beginning of her concession speech. I was I like, I was like we never got Tim Kaine. I like Tim Kaine. We like were Tim supposed Kane. to get Tim Kaine, this big, adorable idiot. <laughs> he was so dumb. Oh, God. He was and, just like the nicest. Like, yeah. He's like a puppy. He he's like this. Just he wears. He's not the smartest, yeah. but he is. He is. Cute. I just know. I've never seen his feet before, but I know he's wearing sandals and socks with those suits, and I love that about him. I love you, Tim Kaine. I'm so bummed we couldn't have you. So we're not going to talk too much about and the instead election. Instead, we get fucking. Yeah. We get Mike Pence, who is the most <laughs> like maybe the worst person on earth. Like, he's. Right, very, so, very bad guy. So I don't want to talk about Trump let's, getting Let's it. keep I, prefacing it with, we're not talking we're, about we're the election, about, and then uh, give deep election I don't want to. I don't want to say, like, talk about Trump getting assassinated, because, like, I don't even wish death on that guy. I would not say that would be a good look for you. If right. You were to but people have, but I've, like, people that I've talked to have already been talking about that. They're like, oh, yeah, maybe you get to say, and then you get, and then you get Mike Pence. Right. It's and, like, I don't even know if that's a good thing. Right. Like, I, the the better way to say it is, like, is people have been, I don't think that, I think there's a chance that Donald Trump doesn't make it four years. And I'm not saying that he gets assassinated or anything. I think that quit after I think, like a I, week. Th- I think there's a good chance he's going to fucking quit. Yeah. Because I've said it from the beginning. I don't really think that he wanted that job. Nobody thought that he wanted that job. Nobody thought it could actually happen. So and if he quits, you're probably you might be worse off. I mean, at least Pence is in politics, but that dude is a fucking horrible human being. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to think. I won't give an answer of who I would rather have lead the country between Trump and Pence, they are both truly awful people, um, and I am, I'm not being dramatic, and I know a lot of people send a lot of dramatic tweets and a lot of dramatic Facebook posts, and then idiots got on them for being dramatic when they're fucking, they're just scared. 
because I legitimately was scared when this went down. Overall, I am very scared about a Trump presidency, and I think a lot of people in the world are. And if you personally aren't, good for you. I hope you feel great. But don't get on people who are scared because you're probably a white guy. You're probably a white straight guy. (laughs) And the thing is, like, you're a white straight male. And I feel despair. Right. Yeah. And so you are the last. We are the last We should feel the best about it. Right. We should feel the best about it, and we feel terrible about about it. Yeah, and a lot of people uh, have said, you know, well, it, maybe it go one or t- of two ways. Maybe he's better than we thought, and maybe you know he comes through on all these vague promises. Yeah, maybe, maybe, and, and, and then and, and that it, will work for it, you, white straight guy. <laughs> it still will not work for any minority, any gay right. person. And I like I'm the at the point where. Like the people who are saying that, like maybe he, maybe he like turns it around and maybe he doesn't follow his policies or whatever. Like, first of all, do you want a can? Like, you want your president elect? Do you do you want to, to head just it, fucking head, lied for right? Do you want to head into his presidency saying, well, maybe he won't do all the things that he just said right. during his campaign? Like, even even if he has like like I'm I'm rooting for Trump to have a good presidency. We have to. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the best he is the president. He's the president elect. He's going to be the president. You if you like the if you like this country, you have to root for him to have a good presidency because otherwise what are you rooting for? Right. For do, everything do, do to crash be, and burn? Do you want, I mean I think that it's going to be catastrophic. I would love to be proven wrong. I'm right, not exactly. I don't want to be right exactly. Here, you know? Exactly. I'm not rooting for Trump to fail. Because for him to fail means the country fails. When and I read all those stories that's, that would rank the uh, biggest th- global threats and a Trump presidency was like number two, and I thought, yeah, that prob- that's about right. That's probably the second worst thing that could happen to the world. I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> my phone was kind of off during the election. It wasn't off. I had it out, but I was not responding to anybody. Once uh, once things started to turn and Wisconsin was in play and it was just kind of clear that A, she's not going to run away with it and right. B, she's probably going to lose. Right. Uh, I don't... I've had a panic attack before. I don't even know if this was a panic attack. I just... My body existed in ways it's <laughs> never existed before. Uh, we kind of approached this in different ways. Uh, but we still kind of felt the same panic. We just handled it differently. Right. So when I saw the, when I kind of entered into the mode where I was like, oh, she's, she really may not win this. Like it's, when I started feeling that, that's when I really was like, all right, it's time to go to the bottle. Yeah. And I started drinking very heavily. Um, and then as it as it got closer and closer and it was like she's losing in all the states that she needs to win yeah. for her to even have a chance i drank even heavier like i literally drank the alcohol out of my house <laughs> we woke up the next morning there was no alcohol in my house um and i don't really remember going to bed um nice. but i do remember i did wake up and I like as soon as I woke up, I just like felt it in my body. I was like, Trump is president. And I checked my phone laying down in bed, saw what I expected. And 
I just like kind of just like gave up. <laughs> I did not get through one beer. I had beer. I I got some Kentucky Bourbon Ale, which is what I had the last election. Uh, my friend and I had gone to a bar to watch the last election, and we just we drank those beers, which which we love, and it was just like a good thing, and it was a good feeling, and I was gonna I got these beers, and I went to watch the election, and uh, you know people are cracking jokes, everyone's having a good time, and then. When it started to kind of click for me, I just I stopped talking. I couldn't. I could not even drink the beer that I had in my hand. Like I, I couldn't drink water. I was just sitting there in silence, shaking like a fucking crazy person. And then after about forty five minutes, I let out like a, "Can everyone please stop talking?" <laughs> and then we just sat there and watched it happen. And I checked Twitter a couple times. One of the times I did. I got so pissed because people were people were making lame, not funny jokes, right. and not like offensive jokes or anything, but just legitimately. Like, like we talked about like poking fun at the situation, which like honestly, it's like, like oh, I wonder what like Facebook's gonna look like tomorrow. I was like, I don't want to hear you ask what Facebook's gonna look like tomorrow, dude. The I don't even. Rem- end, you I, I don't remember what I tweeted honestly that night. I know that I was tweeting a, a little bit, um, but I don't even remember. Um, what it was i think that we both found solace in like the same person yeah because i was texting jeff that night yeah jeff and uh jeff's been your go-to for despair and yeah the since. i've had a uh, c- couple of friends on just on gchat I, I haven't looked much at twitter i've just been on gchat and uh just a really good person it's like i'm not feeling great about things right now i let's let's talk to jeff yeah and like it, even if he's not like like everything's going to be okay, which he certainly wasn't. Oh no, uh, on Jeff. The election night. It was like it was just nice. Jeff's a good person to kind of be like, let's be sad together. Yes, exactly. And that's kind of what the last couple of days have been. Uh, I've been waking up in the middle of the night a lot. It's weird. I, I, I my body is exhausted from a staying up and b. Just that whole shaking thing must not be good for the body. <laughs> so that, that, that probably tired me That's out a, a little bit. Visceral reaction to like fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've just been the. It's only been two nights, but I've been waking up in the middle of the night a ton, and it's just the the first thought on my mind of like, oh god. So. Um, that's so that how that. we were feeling <laughs> going in to this great Miles Teller premiere. Um, we had a little production meeting via facetime this morning and we were like all right let's snap out right of it. because let's we haven't get psyched. so uh, not to get back to the election stuff but we haven't like talked we're not to talking each other about the election two, no, <laughs> right we haven't talked to each other in like two days before yeah. this morning really like that's because i haven't been talking to anybody right exactly i've sat there it, like when i've gone to work uh adam sits next to me at work so every now and then we'll just turn to each other and be like Ugh life i don't i don't know because i I mean i work remote and i don't i don't often interact too on a daily basis with too many other people at my Mm. company um but wednesday was probably like the biggest radio silence day across the board like i don't even know if i talked to literally anybody and i don't know if that's like just like was on my part Mm. because i don't know how anybody at my company voted i didn't talk to the election about about any the election with any of them so yeah. i have no idea but it seemed dead at in the workplace chat so uh i feel like a lot of people were struggling through wednesday i messed up like 20 things on wednesday and and first first of all even no matter no matter how you voted 
the you didn't find out till like three in the morning. So right, you were up so you were, were up tired and tired. And, yeah, I I apologized to my boss towards the end of the day Wednesday. I was like, hey, uh, I'm all over the place, <laughs> and I did not expect to to react that way. But I also didn't expect this to fucking happen. Right. So. Um, it's, so that's that. So uh, that's let's, let's move on to happier yeah, things. That was our mindset going in to today, uh, which is or yesterday because it's now Friday morning as we're recording this. Um, that was our mindset going in to this day of Miles Teller, Vinny uh, Pazienza. It's fun, <laughs> and real lot of fun, and um, we were there. Obviously, uh, Adam was with us doing some uh, video stuff for we'll us. See that. And keep an eye out for that. Yes. And uh, the, so the premiere was in Providence, Rhode Island. We took a little trip, got away. <laughs> that that plane, state, that, plane that you talked bit. about on Monday. Yeah, right. Left the state for a minute. Went, went to beautiful Providence uh, because the movie is set in Rhode Island because Vinnie Paz is from Rhode Island. And Miles Teller was there. Aaron Eckhart was there, Vinnie Paz was there, Ben Younger, the director, was there, and some other people were there. Mm-hmm. And it was a red carpet, but it was like a hallway. It was a red carpet in Providence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and here's... So we... Hopefully this is nobody's first time listening to, the, to this <laughs> right. show. Um, but if this is your first time listening to the show... You're getting an introduction into what a brunch is about. Yeah, we have, uh, we've kind of created our own little brand of interviewing. We interview people normally for our own jobs in real life. We've taken those skills and fashioned them into like a really gay uh, kind of just way of talking. And we love it. Right. It's so basically the way that we approach it is that this is either going to be the best or it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. Kind of like the Trump presidency. But again, it's not going to be the best. Um, So we are on the red carpet. And in setting this up, the the people were great who hooked us up for the premiere and everything. But uh, they when they were like, okay, so where exactly are you from? And I was like, well, I... I uh, work for Comcast Sportsnet. Pete works for Fox Sports. But this is an independent uh, thing that we do, and it's called brunch. So you can put us down for brunch. Got it. Great. And then later in the week, she's like, okay, so I've got spots for you. Uh, it's for Comcast Sportsnet and Fox Sports. And we're like, oh, are, are we? as long as we're getting in, right. whatever. Um, so I didn't think that that would be, like, displayed. Yes, and it was. They ended up on the red carpet they had uh, basically assigned standing spots. Yeah, assigned standing spots, and there was a print journalism section, and there was a TV section. And because they, I think, because they saw Comcast Sportsnet and Fox Sports, they thought, and because we brought we a camera brought a guy, camera <laughs> yeah, man, they were like, okay, your this is TV. So we were the first reporters next to all of the camera people who were just there with cameras for whatever local TV stations. Right. Uh, at this point, I should also mention that the entire spirit of this thing was supposed to be Providence, Providence, right. Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Cranston, Cranston, Rhode Island, Biddy Paz, Champ. That's it. Right. And uh, so they brought Miles out, and they we were thrown for two loops. One... Miles Teller is a little taller than we expected. <laughs> yeah, he definitely so is. So we started to panic. We were <laughs> we were prepared for one thing, got another. 
He's uh, what's what is he six six one? Yeah. Uh, I would put him around there. Yeah, way taller than I would expect. I think that my I would think that Miles Teller is like me, which is like five nine, five ten. So uh, I think five, what ten. surprised me was he was skinnier than I expected, and I think that also plays into that he looked he looked taller because you know when like you're skinnier and you're tall mm-hmm. you like you, the most defining thing about you is your tallness yes that's actually a good point so they brought miles out and he's doing the where am i going where am i going we are in the damn middle of this red carpet right and so here's what they said before they brought any of the guys out they said we're going to start on one end with with some of them and then we're going to start on the other end they're with the work their with, way and, and then we're going to they're going to they're going to cross yeah. so like by that logic we're going to get basically all of them at the same time as they cross us. And we'll have a feeding frenzy. Right. And we'll be able to say, and because it'll be a little bit broken in by then, they'll be walking around and we'll be able to be like, hey, Aaron, what's up? Deej. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's Deej. What up, Pete? <laughs> and then we, that's how we would do it. And, and so that's how we thats how we kind of got Aaron. Yes. I, yes. Um, so, so surprise, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we got... We were planning on just doing Miles Teller. We got Miles Teller and Aaron Eckhart. You're going to hear both of them yes. coming up. Um, but go ahead. So when they bring out Miles, he does, where am I going? And they go, oh, over here. And they point him in the direction of the cameras. But the camera people weren't reporters. They were just camera people. So he's... he's he says, walks, I don't know what you're... T- walks, I don't know who you're pointing to. Yeah, he says, I don't know who you're pointing to. And he just sees that we have microphones. We look like nice guys. And he walks in front of us and he's like, These uh, guys? Am, am, I, am I here? So I said... And I, I do this with reporting all the time. I'll say, no, 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 go to them first. We'll get you after. So basically, the idiots who are just going to stand <laughs> there with cameras and steal everything... You, the, I don't need to be there for that because I don't. I'm not trying to help them at all. Right. Let them get their thing, and then you come here, come to Daddy for the real thing, and we'll get the nice little one on one. Yes, so that's two on one. So I was saying, no, 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 go with them, and he just came over to us, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah, start with us. And uh, as we start to talk, all of the cameras from both sides turn <laughs> in, and. It is just a full blown scrum, and we are the only two people asking questions. Right, and it, like, and if you listen to this show, you know that our questions are a little bit weird. They are because... not for Channel Local Providence, <laughs> right. Rhode Island, whatever. So Our first question was about his rock and bod. So spoiler alert! <laughs> at that point, we need to make a judgment call. Do we? Do we do, we do a, as planned? a traditional interview because there's cameras now and. This is the first question he's going to be asked the whole time. He's right. going to give a canned, right. uh, man, it's just such an honor to be in Providence yeah. playing Vinny Paz. So do you move towards the more traditional interview style, or do you ask kind of inappropriate questions <laughs> in what's now a very formal setting? <laughs> with and a I, lot of eyes on you. With a lot of eyes on you and the heat from those lights. Yeah. Um, it was a very high-pressure situation so we had to make a judgment call like, we went with I, the weird I, questions i like that you i like that you tr- soldiered on we went we went with the i would have been so, i would have been so disappointed and i think everybody listening would have been so disappointed if we went with uh standard, what's it like to be in providence standard canned yeah. interview red carpet interview we did not do that i think that it took him he gave a gave us like one canned answer and yeah. i think that we kind of we broke him in a little bit and obviously it was only a couple minutes um but I, I, I'm glad that we stuck to our guns. He was, it took him a minute to realize that yeah. we weren't uh, together. 
he uh, because I asked a weird question. He was like, eh, "That's kind of a weird question." Then you asked the question. He's like, hmm. <laughs> "Also, I, I got question. bad luck today." <laughs> and then I went back and asked one. And as I started to ask it, he was like, "Are you guys doing the same thing here? Are you together?" As yeah. you heard in the open. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it went. Look, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think, given the circumstances, it's really funny. Right, that we it's, just chose to do a brunch about, interview when it's it about was as not good as for it. it's about as good as we could have gotten because we asked the questions that we like we did the best we could and we this didn't is get what to all got. of our questions right. but uh, we got to we had some good ones and we asked them so here's Miles Miles Teller uh, everyone's asking you about how you got in such great shape for the the movie and everything yeah. how difficult is it to act tired of that question when everyone's talking about how handsome you are yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I knew that playing Vinny was going to be a big, uh, big challenge, uh, to say the least. I mean, the guy was a. You knew what he did in the ring. You knew what he did outside the ring. I knew I was really going to have to push myself. I knew it would be the toughest challenge of my, you know, very brief career so far. But it was uh, so rewarding, man. I was, it was an honor to play Vinny. How much was he in touch with you? Just did you guys? Was he around? Did you guys text? No, he. Did, we didn't really talk too much before the film. I've gotten to know Vinny more, honestly, during this press and stuff. Uh, he was on set a, a couple times, and you know, there's a few moments where I needed his guidance, mostly with the uh, the halo when he's starting to work out, because I had no idea how anyone could do that. I couldn't figure it out, and so I had Vinny come on set and show me. Uh, he's obviously star alongside Aaron Eckhart here. Yeah, pretty handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, who who would you say is the most handsome co-star that you've ever had? The most handsome co-star that I've ever had. Uh, I'll say Aaron Eckhart. That's I mean, pretty good. He's got a a jaw carved from granite, and he's just a beautiful man. Yeah. This was shot before uh, Creed. Are you guys tag teaming? Right yeah, now? we are. Yeah, kind we're of, from yeah, the same. Yeah, we're from brunch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so this was shot before Creed, uh, which stars your your guy uh, Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Who would win in a fight? Uh, your Vinny Paz, his Creed, or just straight up normal Zac Efron? Oh, um, yeah, that's without a doubt Vinny. I mean, in Creed, Adonis is at the very beginning of his career. Vinny is a five-time world champion on the ballot of the Hall of Fame. So. Michael B's got a long way to go. Adonis has to build quite the resume to compete with Paz's legacy. Obviously, the mustache is gone here, but I can see a little bit of the stubble. Uh, it was a real mustache, we can confirm? Uh, confirmed here uh, on uh, that it was real. Okay, that's uh, breaking news. Is it, is it weird at all to go through normal everyday life with a mustache? No, I wish I could grow a better one. I would wear it all the time. I want to have like, yeah, I yes, it would be seventies nice. cop mustache. Like, so yes, like, exactly. So like your mustache comes in like because he had kind of a thin mustache as well. He so did, like, yeah. oh, so so they came in kind of the same way. Absolutely, yeah. Um, cool. Okay, cool. Thank Thanks, you. Miles. Thank you, Miles. Uh, we'll have you back. Very good. Um, your question to me in the car on the way home. Oh yes, let's talk about that. Uh, how do we feel about Miles now that he's in our lives? Because, all right, so let's let's preface this by saying when we had the Miles Teller discussion originally, the f- thing that we talked about was is the Esquire profile. Yeah. And that, like, right, that was the, the question was, is he a douchebag or not? Because he was portrayed as one in the Esquire profile. And that was the debate that people had back and forth. And that's basically been, like, his defining profile yeah. to this point. He's still trying to live that down, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do we think, uh, having met him, what do we think now? I'm going to say he's the, he's the better Miles Teller. 
He's a he's a good guy. Oh yeah, big. I'm a big fan of him. Want to be friends with him, right? I, and I'm I was heading in very judgmental. And like, now I that was going to like I was looking out for like reasons to think that maybe he's kind of a douche. And we, but, and we so we were in the screening with him. He was sitting a few rows ahead of us. Uh, eats popcorn at the movies. Yep. Odd move for a movie star. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't very fancy a movie star, star to be a popcorn eater at the movies, but. Uh, like he was just standing around. We were walking by him uh, a bunch just because it was it wasn't that big of a place, and uh, not that we were like standing there and observing <laughs> right. him, but just uh, just seeing him like uh, talking with his friends or cracking jokes. Um, he seems like a good guy. Treat, uh, treats his publicist well. Treats yes. like the, his handlers well. Yeah, was polite to everybody. Yeah, never once gave the. He was just the, confused by us. That was. Right, and I, I'm right. not gonna give. I'm not gonna downgrading for that <laughs> right. and uh he was uh never once did he look like uh get me out of here or like get me yeah he like, seemed glad put, to be bring there. me somewhere else he seemed glad to be there right. i should also say at this point uh we also did not get to introduce ourselves when that happened when we interviewed him so he really was as in the dark as right. he could possibly yeah. be with brunch but um yeah i think that he's a nice guy i think he's a cool guy uh he's definitely we we saw some of the ham miles teller that you see on the talk shows and stuff cuz he he's just got a lot of character he's got um a big personality he is the most charming person on the planet maybe and uh he was whenever vinnie paz was talking to people he would pop up behind them and pretty much mock he basically mocked vinnie paz a lot he was he would just walk up and down the red carpet like, hey guys how you doing hey i'm vinnie paz right um, and he didn't talk like that in the movie, right? Yeah, he but he made like he had a, his own Miles Teller voice, really. Yeah, he did uh, just a kind of a Providence. Right. Uh, he sounded like Pauly D in the movie, honestly. Kind of. Um, but when he was mock Vinnie Paz, it was like a mentally challenged person from <laughs> Providence. So I don't know why he felt that would be endearing to everybody. So, like, but but that, I thought it was kind of cute, right? So <laughs> that's the thing. It's like if he had that that Esquire writer following, him, right? She'd be like, like he that was, was mocking him and yeah. being offensive to a to a providence legend yeah but but i think just because it was him he's uh he passed clearly didn't take any offense to it he right. was loving it so and it, he, another point about miles that is solidified is that he's just clearly the man mm-hmm. like he owns a room you know for sure and he's in there with aaron eckhart uh who's a very very well established actor and he was just i, I thought that everybody was cool we also right. talked to uh ben younger the director got to know him a little bit uh, he was awesome. Probably the coolest guy there. Right. Uh, you just said that that Miles Teller owns any room that he walks into. Yeah, you but you can you can own a room without. There. I know I'm contradicting myself. You can own a room uh, without being the coolest guy there. But I don't uh, know. Uh, I came away very. Uh, he made a very strong impression. Yeah, just a, a cool guy, uh, which makes sense because he's a director. Yeah, that's a guy leading everybody. Like he, that makes sense to me that that's a guy who is going to convince a guy like Miles Teller and Aaron Eckhart to. Follow him into battle. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so he was a really cool guy. Um, Aaron Eckhart, we, uh, he was walking by and we were like, we weren't planning on talking to Aaron Eckhart. Should we do it? And uh, we were like, you know what? Let's, let's do it. And we, um, here's what's going to stand out in this interview. I, I, don't, I haven't heard how it went yet, but I had to rephrase a question because I think... I think that people there, uh, they were getting loose for the movie. Uh, they weren't at their total sharpest. So I asked a question that was so flattering 
borderline hitting on him that I think that maybe because like maybe if they were having a drink or two beforehand, I think just kind of taking that in, he was a little thrown off, and I think that he thought I was mocking him. Um, and I mean, you'll hear it, but basically what it was was he's we talked to him about gaining weight for the role, and he said, you know, that's that's part of acting, and I said. What I was trying to point out is that's amazing that you're so good looking that uh, you turning yourself into a normal person is, is considered acting. <laughs> um, so I asked him that, and his publicist didn't like it. I no. think she thought I was. I thought she was like she was through with you after yeah. that question. Yeah, she was through. She was through with both of us, but she didn't realize we were together. So she would be like, "Hey, wrap it up <laughs> now. You get to go." It's like, all right, well, fine. <laughs> she really showed you. Yeah. It's like, oh no! Now Pete's gonna ask a question so, for me. Let's all right. Let's just get, let's get to Aaron's audio. You so you put on weight for this movie. You you were bald. Uh, when you look like Aaron Eckhart, why do you choose to do that? <laughs> um, you know, because it's a great role. It's a great story. Vinny um, has had led one of those lives that deserved to have a movie made of him, and not all of us can say that. And plus, it's an acting challenge. You know, actors love to act. They love to, you know put on clothes and have impediments and all that sort of stuff. And the weight was a great way to get into character. I mean, that's what Kevin looks like. And we have a duty and an honor to represent them truthfully. And um, as an actor, I have a responsibility. Um, you know, these people are going to be judged on our performances of them, you know, by millions of people. So it was it was an honor to do it. I was glad to get the weight off afterwards. It must be incredibly flattering that uh, by making yourself look like kind of a regular guy, that's considered acting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to still act. I mean, I look like a real no, guy so anyway. By comparison, like you, like you have to, to change to kind of transform into that. Yeah, but I mean, that's what acting's all about. I mean, actors are masochists at, at heart, you know. I mean, they love to do stuff like that. Um, you know, it just, it's, it was a big challenge, I say that. The, the weight and the hair, obviously, is not the hardest part. It was the accent and, uh, you know, getting into character and learning about him, Kevin Rooney, and his, his life and his journey in life and their relationship with Vinny and how special and sacred that relationship was. So there was a lot that went into it, but I think it's all on the screen. Miles called you the uh, the most handsome actor that he's ever worked with. Uh, are you as complimentary to him as he is to you? Well, I mean, I've worked with, um, you know, I've worked with Julia Roberts. <laughs> That's a fair answer. Yeah, I mean. But what about uh, the process of actually working with him on the movie, though? It was fantastic. Miles is um, a committed, um, passionate actor. He makes great choices. Um, he he's just uh, you know it's all up there. The guy the guy wants to be great, and that's what everybody in this movie strive to be. Um, Vinny strives to be great. Vinny's the most passionate, even today, is the most passionate person that I know. And um, you have to be to get into the ring. And I think that we all felt that supporting Miles and doing that was was worth the effort. Awesome. Thank, you Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So that was Aaron, and Aaron talked a lot, kind of. Uh, but what you didn't see is that his publicist tried to cut him off like 30 seconds into this. Yes. That, that audio. She was like, get out, get out of she there. She was not so pissed. And yeah. she was just like, no, no, no. And she was, she told you like, no more questions. So she kept touching my elbow. Right. And I, 
uh, because you of didn't my, understand because yeah, I did not <laughs> because of my experience with the drinking game Beirut. I <laughs> thought like, that she was like, watch the elbow elbows, the table. right? I thought she was like, well, elbow over the red carpet, bro. So I kept pulling my elbow back, and then she would reach further in and be like, hey, give me some of that elbow. <laughs> I'm telling you, sir, you're done. You're done. I was like, oh, well, I only had two questions about his looks anyway. And so. Aaron Aaron Eckhart easily could have just been like, oh. Like stopped his answer, looked yeah. at his publicist, and been like, "Oh, we're moving on." Yeah, okay. yeah, I've got. And that he did not. He kept going, and his publicist was kind of mad at him for keeping going. Uh, so we appreciated it. I thought he was awesome. Great power move by him. That uh, in the day and age, where a lot of the questions to everybody uh, were about Miles Teller, right? Just pretty much how how blessed are you to work with Miles Teller? <laughs> Which I'm sure all these guys are like, dude, I've been doing this for a million years. Right. I think Miles Teller is the coolest guy I've worked with. So I thought it was funny that uh, he was like, no, Miles Teller is definitely not the most attractive person. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I've, I do like his answer, though, because I've always said that Julia Roberts is one of like the sneaky hottest. I love Julia Roberts. Okay. Yeah. And not, like nobody's... Obviously, she's older now, but nobody is like... When you think of like the hottest Hollywood, she starlets. was hot at all stages. She was right. hot in Friends. She was hot uh, in Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich, you may have been a little She's, young for this, but when that no. came out, they were like, "Who you think you are, Julie Roberts, in your at your old age, dressing all hoity toity? Uh, hoity toity's not right. Uh, like a hussy or whatever they yeah. used to say to women uh, when they wanted to be sexist to them." Uh, but. I Isn't remember she, like, thinking that I was like, nah, nah, damn, she, man, <laughs> right. man, she's doing a good thing for everybody. So, right. uh, so that was awesome. Uh, big fan of Aaron Eckhart. Big fan of Aaron Eckhart. Uh, I would love to have him back on the show. Yes, and I think we discussed last time. I hadn't, I hadn't really ever thought of him. No, we in didn't. The we didn't. Hot this, guy way. This was this was an off was this air discussion. Off the record. Yes, this is off the record. I brought it up. I said. Uh, did you mention like should we try to get Aaron Eckhart on the podcast? Maybe, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. said, and I said yes if he's willing to talk about how hot he is. Oh yeah, they, that's yeah. Your answer suggested like yes, a, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Aaron Eckhart and his looks. Um, and you were like, I was like huh, I never thought. Yeah, so and this was via you text because I said, said like, huh? And then you came back like two minutes later, and I hadn't responded to your original text, and you're like. Oh damn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you clearly did like a Google search and yeah. you're like, all right, nice. I'm big on the uh settle guys looks with a Google search thing. I mean, we've done episodes of this podcast where we've both just been on Google image search right. the whole time. Joe Mangello. Joe Mangello. <laughs> classic moment in brunch history. Um so that I guess wraps the audio. Aaron Eckhart, uh, I, I will say in person, uh very good looking man. Mm-hmm. Miles, very borderline stunning in person, very handsome guy, and also the the director was pretty handsome. Ben, he ben was younger. just cool. He right. was just like real. Like, he was like he was, Yeah, he was, he was a he was a Hollywood Hollywood guy though. Right. Um. You said that he struck you as a Billy Walsh type. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was Which, like the like a badass Hollywood director. Yeah. Um. So that was that was great, and I'm glad we did it. We also saw the film. Uh, bleed for this and I'd never done a the only screening I've been to was when the Bruins won the cup in 2011 they came out with the championship DVD oh that's right no yeah we, went to a, yeah we went to a screening of War Dogs I, I guess I meant the only like premiere right. I've been to where they do the thing where they get everyone up in front of the screen and the director's there and mm-hmm. the stars are there and I gotta say are, I don't like that 
it's it takes away from the movie. Yeah, it's it's a it's I I liked experiencing it. I think it's a little weird. Some douche chill moments. Like I would rather I would rather be given like an advanced copy of the movie and I would rather like Just go to you don't want to leave your house. <laughs> no, not not even that. Like I would like tonight I would like to have gone there uh having done the interview it? no done oh, okay. the interviews and stuff or having seen it beforehand that would have that would have helped um but i would like to go there do the interviews and then just like go home and watch the movie mm. because it was just like too it was too much of an event for me yeah like i when i go see a movie i don't want it to be an event i just want to go see a movie it was exhausting right i, I was exhausted by the time we got to the movie uh it did not help that this is how we fueled for the movie uh we got to, to all you kids out there, there's a the hot new order in the streets is uh, go to Wendy's, ask for the brunch. It's two spicy chicken sandwiches, one for Pete, one for Deej, and that's how we fueled at about three thirty, and then we didn't eat until the rest of the day. And the premiere or uh, the screening ran what from. 8.30 to probably 10.30, 11-ish, yeah. Um, so we didn't eat till like 11.30, and we stopped at McDonald's. We got McDonald's. So <laughs> we... <laughs> Real healthy day. We bookended uh, an exhausting day with maybe the worst fuel you could possibly <laughs> put in your body. So uh, if this podcast is not good, that's why. <laughs> we'll blame it on that. But... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so during the premiere, here's what I kind of like of the premiere screening. When they get up there, uh, the director will say, okay, uh, now I'm going to bring these guys up. Uh, this first guy, and then someone in the audience would be like, Ooh, they'll yell something and be like, oh, you, and like, just everyone knows each other, right. and they're all yelling at each other, yeah. and they're all razzing each other, and I kind of wanted to participate a little bit, because we were also in the audience, <laughs> so when my, we was like, this guy, my, you've seen him in Whiplash, but I wanted to be like, suck my dick, Miles, <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know we're talking about, Miles Teller, and I just... How great would that have been? That would have been awesome until you got kicked out. They're like, wait, that is definitely coming from the press section, which is a different section from... That is coming way past the the, the personal personal acquaintances section. Get that guy the fuck out of here. That would have... Oh, man. Now I'm regretting that. Uh, Speaking of getting people out of there, uh, in the middle of the movie, some dude just stood up and yelled... Someone called nine one one. Yeah, and they people came over. Right, they had flashlights. It looked like somebody maybe collapsed or something. And yeah. I have no idea what happened there, but hopefully that person is okay. But it was a very Crossies, distracting. Yeah. Uh, also, I I will say, uh, Providence crowds love to just go wild during movies because. Uh. Yeah, there was uh, obviously the Providence setting in the movie played into that, but yeah, like it, it was a very I don't want to they were hype, I, I, right? I was gonna say annoying, <laughs> but uh, it was just like one of those things where we don't need to hear you clap when you recognize uh, everything yes. in the. Oh, the they movie. would show a street and everyone would gasp, right? <laughs> it was <laughs> like, like man, we get it, you're from Providence. Every movie you've Providence. seen, they're showing some street. Someone's from that street, right. you know? We're glad that this one's yours, but man, they show streets all the time. Right, they movies. showed like a local like shitty restaurant, yeah. and people were like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's... When you saw the town, 
Right. Were you it like, like oh, Finley Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys have to hear the story. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that building, I know you got no clue what it is. It's That's where I go to baseball games. <laughs> And it's not like Providence is like this real beaten down, like nobody respects Providence. So like this is our like big thing. Like actually, but, I could see Providence people having that chip on their shoulder. But that's just like because everyone's just, like you're from Boston. It's right? not the reality. It's just like what Providence people it's, you, think. It's like you're from a city, a good city. Right? Yeah. Nobody's like oh second class. This. Right. Like, it's not like it's not like Cleveland where everybody's always shitting on. Cleveland, right? Nobody's like constantly shitting on Providence. Yeah, I've not heard a lot of uh, Providence disrespect uh, thrown out there. Um, the uh, let's let's rate the movie. What would you rate the movie, Pete? Um, rated R. I'm gonna rate it Peach thirteen. Okay. Uh, this movie does not have a rating. It has. So, so that's that's why we're rating. We're it. doing a fun segment called "Rate That Movie." Bet you thought that we were going to give it like a an A or B or a C or like that kind of rating. Classic nope. misdirection. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's un it's not unrated. This but film is not yet not rated. Yet okay, rated. guys, Just <laughs> not yet rated. Be patient. Um, so I, it honestly could go either way because there's boobies in the movie. Yeah. So that might push it to rated R. There's not a lot of swearing. There's Which not a lot I, of swearing. I would have traded. Uh, I would have traded the boobies for the swearing. And yeah, it's not like a. Don't like. I don't like boobies. I love boobies. This is a, this is a guys podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, We're doing guy stuff needs, on here. It needs. Uh, I felt like the movie could have benefited from more swearing because, like the yeah. like the whole, um, basically, like kind of the theme of it was like how tough. And like how blue collar, yeah, and how like resilient, yeah. And you need like a uh, an, an f bomb here, yeah. You you need more f bombs. You need, I mean, and this is the late eighties. You you need right. people calling as as much as we don't like the word. You need people calling each other retards. And there was there was a R drop. Oh, there with, was with the the brother. Oh, that's right. right. There, there were was, no P's, no right. P bombs. Right. Uh, it was. I, I honestly, I think this is a, this is a PG thirteen movie in my mind, yeah. which is. Crazy! I expected like, it to take be... out take out the the strip club scenes and the and the boob scenes. Like yeah. you can put that that movie on TV, and you don't really need to do much to to make make it ready for TV. So here's the thing: he's such a crazy guy, like a crazy intense guy. And I know that strip clubs were a big part of his life, so they needed to incorporate the strippers and, and a cool, everything. Cool thing that happened to us before we actually got to the premiere is that we you took a wrong turn. Oh yeah. And so we had to reroute and we ended up going by the strip club that, <laughs> that, was, the that, that was in the movie. And we gasped like the province people we were like, oh my God, it's just like in the movie. Right. But we were like, oh my God, it's a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> like because we don't go. <laughs> yeah. We just, that, that's what happened. We drove by Gross. and we were like strip club you, you don't like strip clubs, right? Yeah, I don't really like them. Yeah, I don't like them either. Um so uh, there is a funny strip club scene. There are a lot of funny shots, and this is not to disrespect the movie. Um, there were a lot of shots that I laughed at that I don't think they were looking for laughs. Uh, there's the scene where... so th- there's, there's a lot of dick humor. There's like, where like a lot like, of grabbing right, dicks. Like, and like a, lot, a lot of like hip thrusting. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, it was... Aaron Eckhart is a great, yes. a great hip thruster. Best supporting actor <laughs> just because he thrusts his hips for like four minutes one point. <laughs> right. Uh, he's trying to get Vinny Paz to go out with him when he's uh, got a broken neck. He's like, come on, man, we're going out. And he's just in Vinny Paz's mom's house, gyrating <laughs> like fat Aaron Eckhart has never gyrated before. Um, it, so 
Yeah, they um my thing was it was two hours long, but it felt rushed. It did not feel like it was two hours, you know? I, I feel like they didn't spend much time establishing this is Vinny Paz. He is an absolute animal. There it was more like it this was is very, Vinny Paz. It was He's very straightforward. Yeah. It was very straightforward and it was very uh Presumptuous, maybe is is that the right word? Where, like, where just like they assume you know who you this know, is, right? And I'm interested to see how that does on the West Coast and everywhere else. Where it's it's so weird because uh, Vinny Pazienzo's story is incredible, but it's recent, and but I feel like young people still don't know about it. You know, um, like I, I brought him up to my dad, and my dad just. Was, could talk for 10 minutes about him. He was like, really? oh, man, everyone thought this guy was such a punk and all this stuff. And then he did this, and people wondered, was did he actually break his neck, like all this stuff. And um, I'm it's certainly not old enough to even remember him. Yeah. Like, I don't remember him at all. I'm I d- also not like a big boxing right, guy. Right, it was but. just one of those names that, honestly, for me, it was one of those names that you hear. Um, like Vinny Paz, who's this, this yeah. crazy guy. And I... and. I think I knew that he'd uh, gone back to fighting after breaking his neck. But uh, it's funny. Ben Younger was telling us that uh, they had to change the story because the truth was so unbelievable that they thought people who didn't know the story wouldn't take it seriously. Um, So the story is he got in uh, a very bad car accident, broke his neck, at the height of his career, right. and he was put in a instead of doing the spinal fusion surgery that they, would have ended his career. Right, that would have ended his career, which is that's not what Nathan Horton did, but it's something similar to what Nathan Horton had to do. Where they were like, "All right, you can keep doing this, and you'll it'll be painful, and it's not going to be good for you long term or you can just do this and we can fix it and you'll never play again and that's what Nathan Horton did but um they uh so they put him in one of those halos with all the rods uh, way too many halo uh putting on and removing scenes <laughs> with so the was, screws there was, there going in and out each. there was one of each but they they showed a lot and they would flash back to them i was like no oh, right. remember, <laughs> i remember it happened so they, gross yeah there was like uh the taking him in and or putting them in and taking them out was a very, uh, they did that to gross you out. Yes. Um, but yeah, Ben Younger, the director was saying, um, so in real life, he started benching, uh, five days after getting the halo put on him, which they were, they told him when they put the halo on him, like Like, if you move the wrong way at any point, you could be paralyzed. Like if you you could, no, he said you you could die. You could sever your spinal cord. That's right. That's right. Um, so five days later, the legend is he started benching and then he started secretly working out and training to fight despite being in this halo. And Ben Younger said that 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 wasn't was going to be so possible. Crazy right. that yeah. There's that if they if he portrayed that five days in in the movie that nobody would believe it and people would feel like it was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, he, he made it more like a month. They changed the story to right. make it like a month. So that's how so would I, you feel about that if you were Vinny Paz? 
I right. would be, like, I'd be like, come on, man. I ain't no pussy. I don't wait a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. I did. I you're making this movie about me because I'm like this. I did this un, an incredible thing like that nobody would be able to like ever believe. Yeah. And you're making it more believable. You're fucking me over here. Yeah. Um. Overall, what did you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was I thought it was definitely good, um, but definitely not great. I liked it. I will rewatch it. It's not. It's it's nowhere near Whiplash because so nothing is. Uh, I way, would put it below War Dogs for sure. I yeah. would too. Um, the like the way that I kind of looked at it was this is a movie that I will watch when it's on TV. Yeah. Um, but this is not like an appointment movie. It's not a, a movie where you'd be like where I would be like tonight. I'm going to watch. Uh, bleed for this. Yeah. Um, what did and Miles uh, kind of skipped out on the Zac Efron part of this question. Uh, we still got you for a heat check, <laughs> baby. But um, w- how would you compare it to Creed? Um, Creed. Creed was more of a movie. I thought. I think I preferred Creed. Yeah. I I did. I did prefer Creed. Um. But it was it was more Hollywood. Like this yeah. was a, this was like a this was storytelling. Yeah, this was and uh, this was I mean this was and pre- I thought this was very well done in terms of like they told the story. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I think there's more there's more of like Flash and and like I don't know like uh, Creed was more of a production. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. I think the biggest thing. For me, with this was uh, it opens with a fight, and for me, I, I just could have used anything that kind of like brought us built, up to that moment. Right. You know that that told us like this guy is. I mean, he was out of control. Like this is a guy who is so obsessed with doing this one thing, and he's so crazy. Here's some of the stuff he's done, and you didn't really see that. Like you could, he seemed like. Early on in the movie, he came across as a measured human being, right? And it, that because of that it presented like maybe irris- like a little bit irresponsible, but not like a crazy person, right? Right? Yeah, but not nuts. So that's why when they uh, when he makes the decision to start working out and start training and eventually fight again, that's kind of presented as almost a departure from what he is the rest of the movie. It's like that's when he becomes crazy. When in right. reality, this guy was always just super, super driven and right. out of his mind. And they never really, like, they didn't get into any of the the family background. Like, they, there was no, like, this is how he became what right. he is. Yeah, like, how did he become How did he become, like, devil? this crazy, like, unhinged, <laughs> like... Uh, there was I've never there was never a point in the movie where I really felt like I knew uh, the family. Right. Um, the, I thought the I thought the they covered the father pretty well, but like Katie Katie Seagal, yeah, was the mother. Um, and literally like her entire role in the film was like she had a couple of dinner scenes, and then the rest of the movie, the only time that they showed her was she was praying during his fights, staring yeah. at like a a shrine to Jesus. Yeah, and like. There was just there was just wasn't a lot there. Like there was never a real family connection outside of him and his dad. Yeah, um, I yeah there there, there wasn't a, a I don't think they really wanted to do that though for some reason I I wanted I wanted them to but um, they clearly weren't huge on character development. Right. They it was very uh, like I said it was very 
focused in on the boxing. Like it was very, uh, it was very determined to tell the story of Vinny Paz and the and the accident. It was so his, that's the thing. Like that's this the, movie, this movie is solely about him coming back from the accident, right? And I think that it's kind of like I did this with um, the Theory of Everything. I I didn't love the way. They told uh, the story of what's what's the guy's name? Stephen Hawking. Uh, yeah, of Stephen Hawking, and it's like that's not what the theory of everything is about. Theory of everything is about Stephen Hawking's wife and her marriage to him. Oh, really? And yeah, okay. so it's it's based on her like on a memoir or her memoirs or whatever. And I still came out of that and I was like, no, but that's about Stephen Hawking. So make it. I just just give me all that. Right. Although, so, it's, so it's not so it's not a biopic. It's about it's something. about one part of right, his life. Right. It's a memoir. Okay. Um, so I guess yeah, that that was my biggest issue is that I was wrestling with wanting it to be more of a biopic, and I I don't know. I, but that's uh, like the one thing. It's hard, and it's hard to argue against that because that's the one thing that defines. Like, well, what's his the most interesting thing right. about him? Why wouldn't we just make a whole movie about right. this one thing? Right. But it's uh, so it is about that one thing. But it takes a while to get to that one thing, right? Because right. they it, add in the phony month, and it takes. It does. Yeah. It takes too long. I thought. Yeah. To to get there and to the phony month hurt them. I think it's uh, because it's kind of dead time in the middle of the movie between, and that they're using it sort of. To develop uh, Aaron Eckhart's character a little more, that but... and they they use it to d- uh, define like his motivation and for... like how miserable he is when right. he's not when he's not yeah. fighting. Yeah. So yeah, that's th- my my biggest thing is that it's just about that one thing, which is a good idea, but they end up taking too long to get to that one thing. And in the stuff in the beginning doesn't necessarily really make it a biopic. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I liked the movie. It's, it was not my favorite Miles Teller movie. Definitely Because not. Miles Teller has made too many good movies. Uh, also, as we mentioned in the beginning, uh, or in the interview with Miles, this was shot before Creed. This was shot mm-hmm. two years ago to the day, as do you Mr. Think that it pointed out to us. Do you think that it would have benefited from coming out before Creed? Because I think that it would have. Maybe, yeah. It would be like, all right, now we're doing the boxing movies, you know? Right, because we hadn't got a new boxing movie, as far yeah. as I can remember, before Creed. Yeah, they well, they had done the, uh, what was the uh, the Mark Wahlberg one that I'm never going to see, and everyone the keeps fighter? telling me to see it. Yeah, The Fighter. How long ago was that? That was a, that was a long time ago. Yeah, so it's been a while, and the world was kind of waiting for one. Creed, I thought, Creed I liked a lot. Um, and again, I like this, I like this one too, but... Not my not my number one. Miles I would put Teller it. In, I would put it in the B range. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's it's. I feel like it sounds like we were super disappointed. Right. And I wasn't. If a Miles Teller movie is a B range, I guess that is a disappointment because he, he, I'm going all A all the time on my guy Miles. So it was it was good. Recommend seeing it. Right. Uh, he he gives a great performance. Aaron Eckhart gives an awesome performance. Uh, not, there's not much beyond that. Yeah, honestly, like I thought the dad was had a good performance, but like this is this this is very much a movie carried by two people. Uh, three actually, because you're leaving out Gary Tangway, who <laughs> is in the movie. He's in the beginning of the he movie, is. and he was not invited to the premiere, by the way. Which wow, is wow, so that funny. is that's incredible. Yeah, and uh, it's it's funny because like when you say 
when you say something like, "Oh, I was in, I got to be in this movie for like five seconds," it's like, "Oh, well, cool, that's Who cares? cool." Yeah, but then you see it and you're like, "You get to say that you were a part of a movie where like Miles Teller is in it. He's going to be <laughs> he's going to be known as like a very very prominent actor. Yeah. He already is. He's yeah. already an A list actor. And yeah. He's, is he even thirty yet? Probably. I don't think so. No, I think, I think he's. I think he's like younger than me. I think he's twenty nine. Um, so, so like teller age check. To, just to see like the final product and to see Tangway in there, it's 29. just like a, it's a very cool thing. It's yeah, a very awesome thing, especially for a guy like Tangway, who's like who's like middle aged to be able to like show his kids. Yeah, and be like. I'm in this fucking movie. Yeah, that's it, so cool. We perked up too. So you you hear his voice for a second right. before they show him. So you hear like the yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like Gary. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so cool. I, really I love Gary. By the way, I always feel it's it's weird. I always feel it necessary to point out that I like Gary because people don't people point out Gary. that they that they what's that? People shit on Gary, right? And it's uh, maybe kind of like myself. He. He makes a lot of jokes about himself, and then I think people are like, "Yeah, you're right, Gary. You do suck." Um, and I mean, people really they lean in on when they're mean to Gary, and I think Gary is super cool. I think he's wicked funny. I think he's a I ridiculous think I would, man. I think I would get along great with Gary if he if would only, just know who I was. If only he knew who you. You had that one beautiful interaction. Where you were doing a live radio show and he walked in, told me to stop talking and asked you who you were. Hi, I'm Gary. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's how Gary makes people's day. He just uh, pops in. Um, we are not going to do reviews this week because by choice we didn't. Yeah, by because choice we didn't because we didn't get want any. to do re- <laughs> no. <what? laughs> um, yeah, we didn't get any reviews this week, so. That's fine. Fucking shame on you. We got a review from Miles Teller. But you it know was, what? are you tag teaming me? <laughs> That's the best review that you can get. Yes. Uh, I can't really blame the people for, for not getting reviews. This is a tough week. This, this was a, a tough week. So uh, um, hopefully our happiness of getting to meet Miles Teller, cross that off our bucket list, uh, makes you a little bit happier this week. Yeah. And uh, I still don't think i'm going to be able to get out of bed in the morning but who knows 